Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode from PS Jimmy and Friends. Hey, I want to take a moment and let you know about our crowd-funded non-profit Collective Church Inc. We are not your typical church. We have a bunch of cafes and we exist to reach people that may not be ready for the mainstream church, but are on that journey to find Jesus. And I want to take a moment and ask you to prayerfully consider partnering with us financially and contributing maybe weekly, fortnightly or monthly to help us keep reaching people. We eventually want to be self-sustainable, but we understand not everyone goes to a church cafe for their everyday coffee and food. So if you could partner with us financially, head over to our website, collectivechurch.com.au to get all the details and I want to thank you in advance for funding us and helping us to keep going. Lots of love but for now let's get into the next episode of PS Jimmy and Friends. Yo welcome back uh, PS Jimmy. This is part two of one message which is practicing the way of new thinking. If you haven't listened to the first half it might sound like I'm just picking it up randomly Um, so go back and listen to part one before you listen to part two but anyway let's keep on moving of practicing the way of new thinking blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness now what's the meaning here this refers to those who passionately desire and seek after righteousness. Now, let me break that down. That is justice and God's moral order in your own personal life and also in the world. So now the world would say prioritize personal gain, even at the expense of others. That is literally, that's the cultures that we live in. Even if you're from a third world, developing world, first world, Humans are ultimately the same. Um, now, there is plenty of good people which are not like this because there's plenty of Christians and God-fearing people and even plenty of good people that even aren't Christians that are like this. But the world would say prioritize personal gain even at the expense of others. But Jesus would say passionately seek righteousness which is contributing to a just and fair society. So, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. So here's a little takeaway for you. Ask God to show you how you can make the world a better place. Now, we live in a busy world. Um, The enemy's number one distraction, uh, his number one plan is to distract you from being a follower of Jesus, from to to distract you from doing what Jesus said to do. I mean, if he can just stop you from doing it and get you busy doing everything else, he's going to get you living a life that sucks. You're not going to be happy and you're, and you're ultimately going to turn away from God because you're not going to think that being a Christian is what Jesus said. But if you practice the ways of Jesus, then you'll realize it is everything Jesus said. So this one, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, um, God, how can I make the world a better place? Show me what can I do? Where can I volunteer? Where can I help out? Now, I want to say this. Volunteering in church is, is awesome. 
You should volunteer in church. Use your gift to do that. But your gifts are not just for volunteering in church. Hello, you need to make the world a better place. This is what Jesus is talking. Jesus didn't walk into churches and heal people. He walked the streets and made the world a better place. So what can you get involved in? Maybe it's a an old school soup kitchen. Maybe you can cook dinner for your neighbor once a week. Maybe you can start a friendship circle where you're inviting lonely people in. Maybe you can buy someone that's homeless a meal. Like what can you do to make the world a better place? Then when you've asked God, then go do it. And then do it again and do it again and do it again. Because blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And that is God's moral order in their lives and the world. The next part of this, though, so that's how to make the world a better place. But you've also got to make your world a better place. Now, once again, in the modern church, morals, it's like, you know, like there's this, there's this actual saying, it's so famous, like God did not come or Jesus did not come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. Now, he did come to make dead people alive. But my word, Jesus also came to make bad people good. <laughs> like some of the sayings that get traction is because they sound good. It's like they kind of have this Christian emphasis. And I'm sure that the writer of that quote was a good person. I'm sure this person was not a bad. In fact, I can assure you the writer of that quote was once bad and God made them good. Um, and, and God did come. Jesus has come to make bad people good. So it's designed that in our own lives. God, I want to be a good person. Now, this, this is something that we hunger and thirst for. See, you can't make yourself good automatically. You can't just decide to not be bad and then all of a sudden do it. No, that... That's impossible, but you can seek for it. You can hunger for it. What's that look like? God, make me a good person. God, I don't want to do the wrong things. God, make me a good person. I don't want to prioritize personal gain, God, at the expense of others. But make me just like you. Hunger and thirst for that, because that's when you're blessed. Keep moving. Blessed are the merciful. What does it mean to be merciful? It's those who show compassion, forgiveness, and mercy to others. That's when you're blessed. See, it reflects the character of God and invites his mercy into situations. Now, the world or just your own personal nature we we'll want to seek revenge. we we'll want to hold on to grudges because that is how you believe you'll get personal justice. If I hold on to the grudge, if I seek revenge, something bad happens to them, that's how I get justice. But no, 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 Jesus, he says, extend mercy and forgiveness, creating a culture of compassion and reconciliation. So, Next time you find yourself annoyed, angry, unfairly treated, pray for that person right there, right there. Like, like not like, hey, can I pray for you? I mean, just in yourself. 
Like, pray for them. I love what Jesus says further on in Sermon. He says, pray for your enemies. This is, well, that's a new way of thinking. Oh, that's, that is a new way of thinking to pray for your enemies. It almost feels wrong, but when you do it, it feels oh so right. It releases you. It's like when you pray for your enemies, it's like having a drink after doing a long marathon. It's like the, the unforgiveness drains you of all your energy. But praying for them, forgiving them. Oh, it's so good. And when I say pray for them, I don't mean, Lord, oh, God, I pray that you show them their ways. No, like pray blessing on their life. Pray abundance. Pray that God loves them and they have revelations of who he is. Just pray good things over them. Yeah, look, I'm not going to lie. I have often prayed for people, Lord, change that person. <laughs> but that, that doesn't help me. That's not being merciful, that is just being annoyed, but doing it in a Christian way, you know. So next time you find yourself annoyed, angry, unfairly treated, pray for them right there in the moment. Extend mercy and forgiveness. Next time you're annoyed, hey, pick up the phone. Make a phone call. Um, even if it's just to say hello. Um, just a hello might just wash away so much bad blood. Um, send a text message. Um Send a Bible verse to them. Tell them that you're thinking of them. Uh, but blessed are the merciful. They're the ones that God mess, uh, blesses. <laughs> they're the ones that God messes with. No, they're the ones that God blesses. The next one, blessed are the pure in heart. Meaning those with a sincere and undivided heart. They're free from hypocrisy and deceit. They are blessed. Now, we all suffer with this. We all often prioritize external appearances and we hide our true intentions. Come on, this is like all of us. All of us are right here. Admit it, come on right now. If you drive and listen, just throw your hand up and say, yep, that's me. Um, we can all do this. Um, hide our intentions. That's, that's the pressure of this world to just prioritize external appearances. Like Instagram is like literally like the selfie fascinates me, right? Like, um it's unbelievable like we make ourselves look beautiful and pretty and take a photo of ourselves but we hide our true lives which are really messy right our true lives are messy and our inner lives are messy and our friendships and relationships are messy <laughs> but jesus he would say cultivate purity of heart fostering authenticity and genuine relationships so next time you find yourself having hidden agendas. So example, you're um, being nice to someone that you don't like because you want to get something out of them. Now this, now look, hello, I'm just going to say, if you're a pastor, you can often fall into this trap. You pretend to like people because you want them to serve and help you build your church. That, my, that, my friends, is not pure in heart. I've been guilty of that as a pastor before. Um, and I justify it, you know, it's okay, like what, whatever. And I just kind of bury it high, I pretend I'm not doing it. But um, you have hidden agendas or maybe at work you're kind of subtly saying something bad about someone because you're trying to get ahead of them. That's not pure in heart, right? Um, 
pure heart is fostering authentic and genuine friendships. Pure in heart. So next time you find yourself having hidden agendas, uh, don't bury it, don't ignore it, don't justify it. Just be honest with yourself. Like just start there, right? Okay, I've got a hidden agenda. I'm doing this for a selfish reason. Um, Don't try and talk yourself out of it or try and change it in that moment. Just start with being honest, right? And honest with yourself. Then also honest with God. Okay, God, I've got an agenda here. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't want to be like that. Start just by opening up that, that part of your life to God and try and be completely honest. You know, what? even with the person, like even go to that person and say, look, when I did this and that, look, to be honest, I was just trying to get this and I'm sorry. I, I, I don't want to be like that. Like you'd be, that would, that's a game changer. Someone listening to this right now, there's actually someone in your life you've got to go do that with. I just had that, it just came to me. Whoa, hello, bang. Whoa, hello, whoa. <laughs> no, honestly, go do it. Be honest about your agenda to yourself. Be honest about your agenda to others. And then if that agenda is wrong, that's going to get called out. Tell people why you're doing things, right? And then you can start to defrag your intentions. Um, Pure in heart. Now, the heart's deceitful above all things. It deceives us. So that's why we've got to start just by being honest about our agendas. Um, Blessed are the pure in heart. Now, you can't make yourself have a pure in heart. So you start by just saying, God, help me have a pure in heart. Help me have a pure heart. If you want to pray for that, Psalm 91, whoo, that is next level. Just read that and like pause as you're reading it and make it your prayer to God. Next one. Blessed are the peacemakers. Peacemakers. Two types of people. There's peacekeepers. Those people, peacekeepers don't speak up. Peacekeepers don't uh, right wrongs. They just keep their mouth closed and they keep the peace. Uh uh-uh. uh. Bum, bum. You don't want that, right? Blessed are the peacemakers. Now, the meaning is those who actively pursue peace, reconciliation, and harmony in relationships and in their communities and in the world. So, the world would say win at all costs even if it means causing conflict. Put yourself first. Don't let people push you around or tell you what to do. No, no, no. You put yourself first. That is what your nature will tell you. But Jesus would say actively pursue peace, fostering unity and understanding in relationships. Uh, What would I say? I would say lean into conflict resolution. This is something that... um, Everyone has to do. This is not a personality thing. And you can't hide behind your Enneagram personality or your gift tests, right? Because Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Um, These are the ones that speak up. These are the ones that pick up the phone to talk about that conflict. that, That say, let's get together coffee and talk about this. Um, these are the ones that say sorry when they've done the wrong thing. They actively go about making peace. They actively mend relationships. Now, when you're a peacemaker, you may not be understood. 
people might think that you're getting it wrong. But when you're a peacemaker, you will be blessed. Now, it is huge conflict resolution. So if you struggle with conflict, once again, pray. Even right now, God, help me to deal with conflict. Now, conflict doesn't need to be arguing. In fact, peacemakers know how to deal with conflict with peace and gentleness and humility where everyone wins. Now, every time I've had conflict management with someone, my relationship's gotten stronger. It's never gotten worse. And my best friends, my best friends, we've had conflict with. Huge, lots of conflict. And my acquaintances, the people I'm just friendly with, we never have conflict. Because conflict is part of genuine friendships. And so um, pray, God, help me to deal with conflict. Because God blesses the peacemakers. Let's keep moving. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Now, the meaning of this, those who face persecution because they stand for righteousness and justice. Um, you, you stand up for what's right. You don't stay silent on the things that are injustice and wrong. Now, the world would say avoid controversy, right? Your nature kind of linked to peacemakers here. Avoid controversy um, and conform to societal expectations. Just conform to the society. If the, if, go with the flow. Everyone's doing it. But if it's wrong, God blesses those who are persecuted because of righteousness. It means they stand up for what's right, stand up for what's just. They endure, Jesus would say, uh, endure persecution for standing up for righteousness, contributing to a more just world. If I could say something, I would say this. If you see something, say something. Man, if something's not right in your workplace, say something about it. Do something about it, right? Don't just gossip. God, God, no, do not gossip. That is like the opposite. That's the world's way of thinking. Controversy, like, uh, sorry, conflict. Talk to someone. Stand up for what's right. Because that's those who are blessed. God will bless those who stand up for what's right. If you see something, say something. And just because society says it's because it's acceptable. That does not mean it's right. Just because politics say something's acceptable, that does not mean it's right. I'm telling you right now, and I'm passionate about this one. If you see something unjust, even if it's in your church, if there's something in your church, don't worry about trying to like keep the, you know, keep the peace and make everyone. No, if you see something wrong in your church, say something. Like, Deal with that stuff because if Christians can't deal with stuff in their own churches and be a place of safety, man, we the, the, there's, there's no hope, right? Like if you see something, say something. If it's at your work, deal with it. If it's in your church, deal with it. If it's in your marriage, deal with it. Like 
if you see something unjust, now I just, I just, and not just what you think is unjust. I mean, like something that's unjust. Someone is hurting someone. S- someone is doing the wrong thing, um, and it's clear, it's evident. If you see something, say something, because blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Now you might get shut down. You might get persecuted. You might get fired for speaking up. You might get ostracized from the people in your church that are doing those things. But if you see something, say something. And if you get persecuted, guess what? God will bless you for that. Next one. Nearly done. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. What's this mean? It's that Jesus acknowledges the blessing that comes with facing persecution and opposition for the sake of following him and his teachings. Now, being a true follower of Jesus, like doing what Jesus said, that's not cool, man. As in, in the world's eyes, it's super cool. Like, as in, it's actually cool. It's the best thing you can do. But the world would say, avoid like any sort of controversial lifestyle. Like, don't talk about, you know, what you do on Sunday going to church instead of going to the beach. Like, don't do any of that. Um, Avoid that. Fit in. Don't be open about your faith. Um, Just kind of get through and just lowest common denominator. Um, don't get persecuted. Don't, no one wants to get paid out for what they believe, right? But not with Jesus. No, 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 no. With Jesus, endure insults and persecution for your faith, bearing witness to the truth. Like if you're willing to get ostracized by people and um, not get the job promotion and not get the good things in life because of your faith, hello, that's going to tell people, okay, this this dude must believe in it. This this girl must really believe in it. So if I can finish by saying a few things, say this, boldly tell people you're a follower of Jesus. That's for someone listening to this right now. You've been on the edge. You're happy to listen to podcasts, but you're not happy to publicly proclaim. <laughs> so publicly tell people you're a follower of Jesus. You may lose friends. You may be ostracized. You may not get the job opportunity. You may not get the thing that you want. You might get persecuted for this, but God will supernaturally bless you. All right, let's finish up. Romans 12, 2 says this, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, which we've spoken about today, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. As you practice the ways of Jesus, your mind will be renewed. Just like when you practice going to the gym, your mind sets up a new pathway and starts to desire more working out, even though it's painful. That's what happens when you practice the ways of Jesus. Your mind is renewed and you will enter into the good, pleasing and perfect will of God. James chapter 1 verses 2 says, Consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I love that. I love this quote from Rick Warren. God changes caterpillars into butterflies, sand into pearls, and coal into diamonds using time and 
pressure and he's working on you too. You see, the new way of thinking isn't the easy way. It's the long, slow, tedious, hard way. But it's the blessed way. So the practices of new thinking. These practices are daily. This is a daily practice because every day your mind will want to practice the ways of the world. Um, In fact, it's more than daily. It's like hourly. Like it's this continual rewiring of the brain. It's a continual renewing of the brain. Um, It's continually choosing to not be like the world and to be like Jesus. So practice the way of new thinking. You're obviously not just going to get this overnight. So I want to encourage everyone to read Matthew 5, 6, 7. Uh, That's what we're going to be talking about for the next couple of weeks, months, years, whatever. You can spend your life right there. And practice doing these things. And if you forget, because you're going to forget this podcast in half an hour, read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Because blessed are those who practice what Jesus says, who actually do what Jesus says. Love you, be blessed, and we'll see you next week. Amen.